Well, hello there, Richard Tubb here at home in the studio garage for a very special bonus episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, we've produced this bonus and two others like it as very special episodes as part of the ultimate MSP podcast crossover event in September 2022. Now, the ultimate MSP podcast crossover is an event which we hope will introduce you to not just my podcast, but the wealth of top MSP podcasts across the world. And remember, during September, you can win $1,000 just for sharing on LinkedIn using the hashtag MSP Podcast Crossover. For all the details, visit tub.co forward slash ultimate podcast. Now, if you're a new listener to this podcast, welcome. I'm Richard Tubb, the IT business growth expert, and I'm a former managed service provider or MSP business owner with 20 years experience in the MSP space. For many years now on this podcast show, I've interviewed the most successful, smartest people in the MSP industry so that you, the listener, can benefit from their ideas, tips and wisdom to help you to grow your IT business. Now, we've interviewed so many amazing people on this podcast that in these three bonus episodes, we thought we'd highlight three of the best episodes that you can start listening to to help your IT business. Hey there, it's Ian Luckett, host of the IT Experts podcast over here in the UK. I'm absolutely delighted to be supporting and celebrating the MSP podcast crossover event this September. And my best bit of business advice is about getting a plan together, a written down plan. Now, I'm sorry it sounds really, really boring, but you're never going to go on holiday, build a house or fly a plane unless you've got a plan. And you're never going to scale a profitable MSP without one either. And the important thing about having a plan and having it written down is, is that when you take that strategic time to sit down and think in a logical manner about your sales, your marketing, your people, your pricing, your understanding, you know, your, your target market, understanding your operations, you can then put down and methodical plan that has actions and accountability built into it that you can then go and deploy. And then if all of a sudden something happens like a pandemic or all of these other crazy things and things need to change, you can adjust and deal with a particular situation and then come back to your plan because that's what was important at the beginning. So it's really important that if you want to grow and scale a profitable MSP, then you need to have a written down plan that you can refer to and your whole business is involved in. And I'm going to be back at the ultimate podcast crossover event on the 30th of September. It's going to be absolutely great fun. And remember, you can win a thousand dollars straight into your bank by entering a draw. All you need to do is post about the event on LinkedIn and use the hashtag MSP podcast crossover. We'll enter you in the draw and win a chance that thousand dollars. You look after yourself. You're going to have a great day. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Take care. In this bonus zone, we're going to head back to Tub Talk episode 50, where we interviewed one of my all-time heroes, David Allen, the author of the book, Getting Things Done. Now, if you're not familiar with Getting Things Done, or GTD as it's better known, it's a multi-million best-selling book on, you guessed it, productivity. Now, the GTD methodology has become hugely popular with the technology community for its ability to help us to organise our ideas, task lists, and to become highly productive. Personally, GTD transformed the way I ran my own MSP business before selling it, 
and help turn me from the world's biggest procrastinator into the productivity machine that you see before you today. (laughs) So I've coached so many MSPs on the fundamentals of GTD. It was a real honor to speak to the godfather of productivity, David Allen. I hope you enjoy this excerpt. You mentioned earlier on, you mentioned martial arts, you mentioned meditation. Um, From my own experience, without getting too woo-woo in thinking about this, GTD enabled me to get organized enough to see clearly where I was wasting my time and to gradually become more aware of knowing what I don't know, if that makes sense. Um, What are some of the knock-on personal development effects that you've seen GTD have on others? And perhaps this is a question for you. How did GTD sort of open your mind to some of the other things that you talked about, meditation, martial arts, or did did those things come before GTD? Those things came before GTD. Uh, I I couldn't have really described how powerful GTD was in those terms when I first began to put all this together. But then, you know, kind of retrospectively, in retrospect, realizing that was why I was so attracted to this. You know, I'm very much attracted to clear space. I'm very lazy. That's why that's why this took off in the IT world, because the IT people are almost as lazy as me. They're in a whole business that is about making life easier for people. You know, and, and GTD is an intact system with no leaks in it. So, you know, it's really lean for the brain. So it's it's about no wasted thought. No, you know, it, it, it does in your internal cognitive process what lean and scrum and agile and all that stuff do, you know, in the, in the outer process. You know, those are great things for the outer process. They don't deal with your inner process, though. And GTD mm. does. So, you know, just what do you do with space? It, invariably, anybody gets stuff out of their head, decides next actions and outcomes, parks those things in some trusted place, is going gonna, is gonna to create much more cognitive space. How they use that is up to them. Mm, you know, Howard yeah. Stern used it to be able to keep go- doing with his radio businesses as well as then learn to paint, which he'd always wanted to do. Um, you know, Jim Kim, the head of the World Bank, you know, that I've, that I've coached said, you know, his presenting issue was when I go home, you know, with my young kids on the weekend, I did not want to take the World Bank with me. Right. And he's a practicing Buddhist, so it give him, gave him time and room to actually sit and meditate, you know, in his executive office. You know, so people use it for all different in, in all different ways for a lot of different kinds of things. I mean, anybody listening to this, if they if they had nothing on their mind right now, it was a tabula rasa, absolutely nothing, nothing <laughs> pulling on them, nothing pushing on them. It was totally clear space. How would you use it? And everybody's going to probably have a different answer. But whatever that answer is, is probably about some more meaningful or interesting or fun or, you know, creative or, or you know, juicy thing in their life, given what, what's important to them. Yeah. Let's, let's delve a little bit deeper on that, if we can, uh, for the moment. We've talked about GTD predominantly uh, for daily productivity, I guess. But now we're sort of exploring how it's uh, effective to, to open up uh, the mind for, for longer-term thinking and planning. Uh, I know that with your martial arts back, uh, background, you're a black belt in karate, um, you've used the phrase mind like water to describe this. Tell, tell me a bit, about, a bit more about that. Well, I stole that from, you know, Bruce Lee's sensei is the guy who sort of popularized that. At least Bruce, you know, uh, talked about that in terms of his own training, where water seems to be weak and, you know, and have no power. 
believe me, all you have to do is live in the Netherlands and you'll <laughs> and, you know, sort of reframe that. And but you know the 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 metaphor or the analogy is basically water is totally appropriately engaged with its environment. It doesn't overreact, doesn't underreact. So it can be rushing, it can be calm, it can be whatever, but it's it's not confused. So the idea is that the, a mind like water it just means you're not over or under reacting to anything. You're not taking one meeting into the next. You're not taking home to work in your mind or work to home in your mind. Yeah. You know, that's so that essentially the, you know, and here's the big secret, Richard, as you probably know by now, getting things done is not so much about getting things done as it's really about being absolutely appropriately engaged with all aspects of your life so you can be totally present with whatever you're doing, cooking spaghetti, watching your girl play soccer, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, having a difficult conversation, whatever. Being present is the most optimal state to operate from because you're not distracted. You have all access to your intuition and your cognitive, you know, uh, um, resources, essentially. Mm. So it's really about, are you appropriately engaged with your health? Are you appropriately engaged with your cat? Are you appropriately engaged with your eyes? Are you appropriately engaged with the project? Are you appropriately engaged with your business? Are you appropriately engaged with your podcasting? I know that's really it. Yeah. And, and, and one of the big um, sort of trends at the moment that uh, lots of people are interested in is mindfulness. Would you associate the two, you know, what you've just described there uh, akin to mindfulness? <laughs> Duh, you know, people talk about emotional intelligence. This is mental intelligence. You know, don't let your mind run you. So a lot of mindfulness is about how to train your attention so that you're, you know, you, you don't, so you can you know, train yourself to keep your focus on something. But if you need cat food, yeah, you can see, I'm too lazy to sit there trying to train myself not to think about, I need cat food. Why don't you just <laughs> friggin' write it cat food on a post-it on the fridge so you can sit down and have a quiet mind. So, you know, and by the way, the universe is always on. So meditation or mindfulness is not about slowing the world down. It's about stopping one aspect of the world so that you can pay attention to the more subtle ones. Mm, yeah, absolutely. They're, always, they're always on. All you have to do is stop. And of course, now the cognitive scientists have basically proven that your brain needs rest. You know, that you need appropriate sleep. You need naps in the afternoon. You need to sleep on a project, you know, so that your unconscious can, you know, untie the knots and get and, and bypass your cognitive conditionings. You know, there's all kinds of things that they've now been able to prove that that you need rest. Your brain needs to stop, stop trying to think. It needs to finish its thinking so it can then daydream and can be spontaneous and just follow you know, intuitive hunches. I mean, that's how I like to live my life. People often think I'm, gee, are you so organized? Well, ask my wife. No, you know, I'm highly, um, I don't like to be distracted by anything. So I like the ability to be able to focus appropriately. So I'm only as organized as I need to be. So I don't have to think about what that is. It's in its place. Yeah. So yeah. You know, that, that usually means a clean desk and a zeroed out in basket. You know, I'm, I'm looking, my wife has walked in up, you know, three more receipts in my end desk. Right. So, you know, if I'm not doing something else, I'm going to clean those up and input that into Quicken and, you know, and have all that done so that I get back to zero backlog again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into that a little bit further. Um, so the audience for this podcast is typically tech-savvy folk, IT business owners, tech professionals. You've already mentioned, you know, GTD, why GTD is such a, a hit in this sort of tech community. 
However, there is a tendency for us geeks, and I totally include myself in amongst this, to get distracted from actually being productive by what I would call productivity porn. It's the tools that you can use to implement GTD. Um, You famously described GTD as technology neutral. What does your own GTD tool set look like? Well, we still use IBM Notes, the old Lotus Notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody's ever come up with anything that could compare to what you can do with notes. I'm sorry, it's in kind of in its sunset because very few people really caught it. Anyway, so I use that and uh, I use the task function inside of notes to keep all of my lists. And a friend of mine, Eric Mack, you know, built a piece of software that, that overlay or underlay Lotus Notes uh, called eProductivity that you know, slickens this a bit based upon the GTD methodology. For instance, if I sent you an email right now, Richard, and I'm waiting on you to get back to me, all I have to do is hit a little radio button when I send that called and the waiting for, and it automatically puts it on my waiting for list, automatically date stamps, it automatically puts your name on it. So, you know, that's a pretty slick way to, you know, to reduce friction in terms of, you know, how you you can use technology to do that. But, you know, I used a paper planner. I used an elegant Danish paper planner time system you know, uh, for 20 years, uh, probably no better tool than that to really be able to see quickly in your, you know, a, a larger context or map of all the different things that you're involved in, engaged in, how they relate to each other. Computer screen can't do that uh, yeah. not yet anyway. But anyway, so if you're highly disciplined with the GPD process, you certainly, dig- you can make the digital world work really well. But, you know, I use all the standard stuff. I use Word, I use Excel, I use Snagit, I use, you know, I keep, I use Evernote basically for informal digital reference material and checklists because they're so fast and easy and they, you know, it syncs to my iPhone and my iPad, you know, as well as, as well as the Mac. So, you know, I just use some of those basic standard tools. I use the brain, you know, Harlan's tool, the brain, which was uh, a fabulous tool for, you know, it, it's kind of a mind mapping connecting tool. It's not, it's not a rigorous database, but it, an informal one. That's very, that's very, very sexy and very cool. Uh, I've used that for years. And what else do I use? Hmm. Well, digital. Well, obviously I have my low tech stuff. You know, I have my note taker wallet that goes with they wherever I carry credit cards, you know, and it has a little notepad and a cool little pen. Uh, I have a, I'm staring right now at a small little, you know, A5 size notepad on my desk with a pen right on it because God knows when something's going to strike. I need to write something down. And I have a physical in basket. And, you know, I've got just a simple little reference system. I have a, a, a alpha, simple alpha filing system. It used to be four drawers. Now it's just one given how, how, you know, how, much, how much we can digitalize and PDF stuff these days. And, you know, and that's pretty much it. Hi, my name is Adam Walter, and I'm the host of the Humanize IT podcast. I'm celebrating the ultimate MSP crossover all through September. And here's the best piece of business advice I've ever been given. Fail fast. Too often we hold on to projects, teams and ideas too long because we think through sheer force of will, we can make them succeed. If we just work a little harder, if we just push a little harder, we'll get there. Instead, accept the failure. Accept the fact that it didn't work and then continuously improve. Make what you're doing today look like crap tomorrow so that over time, your business will evolve, your ideas will evolve, your teams will evolve 
and you will become a best-in-class business rather than being stuck on an idea that's not working. I'll be back on the Ultimate MSP Crossover Show on September 30th. Remember, you can win $1,000 by posting about a crossover on LinkedIn. Use the hashtag MSP Podcast Crossover to enter the draw. We'll see you there. Well, I hope you enjoyed this short bonus ode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants, where I spoke with David Allen of Getting Things Done fame. If you found this bonus so useful, I'd encourage you to check out episode 50 of Tub Talk for the full-length episode where David and I take a deep dive into GTD, getting things done, and productivity, and ideas on how to help your MSP business to grow. And remember, throughout September 2022, you can win $1,000 in the Ultimate MSP Podcast Crossover event. Just post to LinkedIn using the hashtag MSP Podcast Crossover or check out all the details at tub.co forward slash ultimate podcast. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.